Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. From Mamma Mia, welcome to The Spill, your daily pop culture fix. I'm Key Reese And I'm Kelly McCarran. <gasps> yes, you are. Who are you, by the way? Well, I'm your good friend, and today I'm joining you in the fake studio. And by fake studio, I mean under my duvet and you're under your duvet. <laughs> but I am one of the hosts of You Beauty, the daily podcast for your face. So you may have heard my voice before, you may not. I have filled in on the spill before. Yes, and I'm girl. so excited to be joining Kiris to talk about all things celebrity. On the show today, an Aussie Hollywood superstar has announced their new venture in children's publishing. But first, Kiris, kick it off with the entertainment news headlines of the day. I have news. What's the hot gas? I want more headlines. I love that intro. It had so much energy and now I'm about to bring it all the way down because we have some breaking news that is very sad. Willie Garson, who is the star of Sex and the City, the spin-off movies and also the upcoming reboot and just like that, died on Tuesday afternoon following a short illness and he was just 57. So Willie played, of course, the iconic Stanford Blatch, who was the best friend of Carrie Bradshaw and many fans would know that he is set to appear in the reboot because of the photographs on set that have been circulating lately. He was photographed with Sarah Jessica Parker and also Mario Cantone, who played his on-screen husband, Anthony Marantino. Just like that, Max have released a statement on Instagram, which made it even sadder. They said, Willie Garson was in life as on-screen, a devoted friend and a bright light for everyone in his universe. He created one of the most beloved characters from the HBO Pantheon and was a member of our family for nearly 25 years. We are deeply saddened to learn of his passing and extend our sincere condolences to his family and loved ones. I just can't believe it. It's just so strange when you see someone pictured on screen, this new reboot coming back and then gone after a really short illness. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm glad for him that it was a short illness because I always think that battling a long illness just must be so hard on you and your family to watch that. But it's just so sad and he's just so young. Yeah, I know. He leaves behind a son, Nathan Garson, and he shared a really heartbreaking tribute on Instagram saying, you'll always be with me, love you more than you'll ever know, and I'm glad that you can be at peace now. Really sad news today, and I'm sorry we had to kick off the show with that. Okay, I'm about to lift our spirits because can we all cast our minds back to the great celebrity hygiene debate that raged through July and August, something that I like to call hygiene gate. And it started (laughs) when former co-stars turned lovers, Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis, appeared on an episode of Armchair Expert with Dax Shepard. And in this episode, they were very candid in revealing that they aren't really ones to shower themselves or their kids often, preferring to wait until 
you can see the dirt to clean. Later, Dax and his wife, Kristen Bell, also confirmed that they were in Team Stinky and prefer to wait until biology gives you the heads up, which they called waiting for the stink. Well, this conversation brought on a slew of celebs who came out as infrequent bathers, but no one as heartbreaking as Jake Gyllenhaal, who, when asked about his shower ritual in an interview with Vanity Fair in August, said this, More and more I found bathing to be less necessary at times, he continued. But I do think that there's a whole world of not bathing that is also really helpful for skin maintenance, and we naturally clean ourselves. But Kel... Hold the podcast, okay? Because at a screening of his upcoming film, The Guilty, which looks really good, by the way, when asked about the media attention following his stinky Vanity Fair admission, he said, I don't know what it was. I answered the question where I was being sarcastic and ironic and it's followed me around. Um, yeah, Jake, I'm calling it. It's following you around like a bad smell because you're doing some damage control, pretending that you now bathe regularly and we're being quote unquote iconic. I'm not buying it. He's guilty of being a stanky man. Do you know what? I said to Kate <laughs> off air, I was like, I bet people aren't swiping right on him on Raya anymore. That's where all the hot and famous people go. Everyone's like, ew, I'm not swiping on him. He smells and doesn't bathe. And so now he's trying to yeah. backtrack and be like, ha, 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 I was just joking, even though he absolutely wasn't and he's obviously a very stinky man. It's not something to brag about or admit, I don't think. If you don't bathe, don't tell people that because it's just gross. Yeah, it's a little much, I think, especially if you're someone that's like running around a lot. I just feel that what happened, it was like this cool, funny thing to say. And then it kind of didn't really work out IRL because it's obviously had some negative effect. I'm just forever Cardi B, who when all of this stuff was happening, she just tweeted, it's giving itchy. <laughs> oh my God, yes. Yuck, yes, that's so true. <laughs> This week, Aussie superstar Rebel Wilson jumped on her Insta to announce the release of her very first children's book called Bella the Brave. She explained that the book is about her own childhood and the story was inspired by her own struggles with shyness. Okay, guys, really exciting morning. I was just having my breakfast smoothie and I got a special delivery here. So I'm gonna... I think I know what this is. It was very exciting. Okay. Ah, oh, you guys. It's my very first children's book, Bella the Brave. Mm, yes, 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 yes. Okay, this is so cute. Oh my God. That's my first ever copy of my first ever children's book, guys. Okay, I'm not gonna show you too much. I'll show you back quickly, but and that's front. And um, yeah, but I'm, I'm not gonna give away too much, but you can pre-order on this link now. Oh, my God. Can we firstly, Key, just have a bit of a lull at her going, oh, is this what I think it could be? Bitch, you know exactly what is in that package. It was a really awkward video. Like, it's always so interesting when you see celebrities being themselves or, like, acting as themselves, like trying yes, to be a version uh, of themselves. And because I think all of her characters are so outrageous, when she's just being her and she's a little bit awkward, it's so jarring because it's just not what we're used to. Well, that's what I found. I was like, she's actually coming across as quite shy, I yeah. thought. And I found it quite endearing because it was just so what I wasn't expecting. You know, they say never meet your idols in real life because they're often wildly opposite to how they appear. But 
You were on the red carpet with her once, right? Do you remember if she seemed shy in real life? Okay, so you asked me this off air saying basically I had been on a red carpet with her because for spillers that don't know, my memory is terrible, terrible. So if someone tells me I've done something, I might go back and forth a couple of times and then I'll be like, oh, probs my fault, probs forgot. But I did message Laura Brodnick who is off on sick leave, but she was very kind to clear this up for me. And she said, I was, as in Laura was, but you weren't. We didn't even have the spill then. It was for the binge podcast. So it was ages ago. So I was right. Oh my God. And I was wrong. You were wrong. But also shout out to an OG Mamma Mia fan, always listening to Mamma Mia podcast, the binge. That's an oldie. I know, right? Like, oh my God. I was like, yes. I mean, basically you and Laura are a lovely little package. So I just assumed if one of, of you course. were somewhere that the other one must have been as well. Exactly. But Laura did say that she was quite shy on the carpet. So you're right. Oh, yes. Okay, well, I'm right about that then. (laughs) Anyway, Rebel has confirmed that it is her first book in a series with a limited drop coming out on October 27th. But she's not the only celeb who has ventured into children's publishing. I didn't even realise you were going to have your mind blown by some of these people, Key. Kelly Clarkson, Keith Richards, Ricky Martin, which I need to read whatever this book is. Like, hopefully it's not called She Bangs, She Bangs. And then we've got Pharrell, who hopefully his book was all about being happy. I'm sure it was a lovely little book. It was. It was about being happy. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. I'm going to buy it for my unborn baby. You are going to have your mind blown by this one. Jamie Lee Curtis has written 13 children's books. You know, she hasn't been making millions of movies also writing 13 books. Amazing. And I bet that'd be good too because Jamie Lee Curtis does not play. Like she comes to take it, take the cake. Next up, we have Marie Kondo and Obama, another two really influential celebrities who I think would have written fantastic children's books. <gasps> Obama. Okay, I'm definitely going to buy that for your baby. I know. And Marie Kondo, like, I wonder if it's a little organizational cleaning book for babies. It probably would be, which would actually be really stressful. It would be. It would be. However, my husband is like adamant that we're going to be teaching our child chores like really young because he just wants help because I don't really help him with the chores that much. (laughs) Next up, we have Isla Fisher and Madonna. You're the one that told me about Madonna. I was like, what? She was actually the first celeb to really pioneer this in a way that no one had done before. Yeah. Yeah. So in 2003, she released the book, The English Roses. And it was when she was like living in London. She was married to Guy Ritchie that had this baby, Rocco Ritchie. She had this weird British accent and everyone was like, babe, you're from the US. Like, what are you doing? And she was like, oh, I don't have an accent. What do you mean? And everyone was like, you do Madonna, stop being weird. It's like really jarring. Anyway, so this book ended up debuting at the top of the New York Times Best seller list. It sold 57,000 copies in its first week, was translated into 42 languages, and it eventually spawned a series of chapter books. So she did really, really well out of that. And I remember at the time, people were just like, what the hell, Madonna's releasing a children's book? That's so weird. But I think she was almost the first person to pave the way for all these other people. Although I may have to fact check that because I think Jamie Lee Curtis with 13 books. Be interesting to see who came first, Jamie Lee Curtis or Madonna. I mean, there was probably someone else even before them, really, though. Is anything really unique these days? 
Last four celebs on my list of celebs that have written children's books are Jimmy Fallon, funnily enough, Gabrielle Union, LeBron James, and Kristen Bell. So stinky Kristen Bell, who also doesn't shower, also writes children's books apparently. Maybe it was about stinky stuff. Wait, I've got to tell you something about Jimmy Fallon's book. So he's written, I think, three children's books. His first one was Your Baby's First Word Will Be Dad, came out in 2017. And how cheeky is this? He basically wrote the book as a campaign to get children to say dada as their first word. That's brilliant. I know. It's really good. It's really good. Recently, Tara Pavlovic, so she was one of the hilarious contestants on The Bachelor a couple of years ago. She wrote and sent me a really great children's book. It's called The Adventures of Willie and His Sunburnt Bum. And Zoe Foster Blake has also written a children's book called No One Likes a Fart, which Key and I were like, oh my God, all of these people actually have written children's books. And it's kind of something that we would love to do eventually. So maybe we will jump on the bandwagon at some point. But Key, who would you love to see write a children's book? And who should absolutely never write a children's book? Am I really boring? And I'm going to say someone like Hamish Blake. Is that really boring? boring? I mean, has he already? I don't think so. I think it's just Zoe. But I think he'll be so funny. He put up this video the other day of him doing floor bungee with his little daughter, Rudy. And so basically he'd tied something to her ankles and would like swish her on the ground. So it's like wooden floorboards and like let go of her and she'd just like spring away and then come back. Like he looks really fun and he is really funny. I think he's like a huge big kid. So I think if he was to write a story, it'd be really good. That's true. Okay. Well, that's way better than my answer. I put down Chris Jenner. What would it be called? You're doing amazing, sweeties. I just think like her hustle and work ethic would potentially make a really inspirational children's book. I actually don't disagree with that. I mean, she has like 11 grandchildren and she had like a bunch of kids. I feel like she has definitely the um, experience. Lessons. Yeah, she's got some steez in that department. My first author that should never, ever publish a book is Kim Jong-un the leader of North Korea. I'm quite certain that man should not be allowed to publish. Secondly, we have Donald Trump. I thought he could write a great novel for children called How to Be a Terrible Person and End Up Running the Country. Oh, my God. ScoMo could write a children's book. Lessons in being shit at your job. Yes, I love that. And then I thought Chloe Zepp could write something really inspirational for children called Science is Bad, Crystals are Good. (gasps) Thoughts? Yes, or like Moon Water Heals All or something like that. Yeah, I thought that that would be really clever. Who do you think should never be able to write a book? This is who I automatically thought of, but then I kind of thought, Maybe he would be brilliant at it, and that's Charlie Sheen. Maybe his children's book could be titled Don't Do Drugs, Kids, and every page could be filled with, like, the kaleidoscope of different colours of what it was like when he was going through all of this stuff. Okay, well, we want to hear from you. Let's all jump in the Facebook group tonight and have a bit of a lol, a very lighthearted lol, nothing to be taken seriously, about people that probably shouldn't write a children's book and what it would be called. Well, thank you so much for listening to The Spill today. Kel, thank you so much for being here and being really funny. It's made my day. I love getting to see you on my screen. You are so welcome. I'll actually 
bit of a clickbait for you. I'll be back in your ears here on Friday. You will. But in the meantime, you can listen to me spotlight sunscreen tomorrow on you beauty because it's getting warmer. We need to make sure now more so than ever that we are slip, slop, slapping. Love that. And also you have a brilliant weekend watch. So that's another little clickbait for everyone. This episode of The Spill was produced by Maddie Joanno with audio production by Leah Porges. We will see you on mamamia.com.au. Bye. Bye. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures.